0: welcome to a brand new episode of the soul blazers podcast co-hosts amanda ware our christmas queen and founder of hello holidays and dr carol osborne our multi-venture guru are ready to sit down and share their stories insights and wisdom to inspire aspiring trailblazers like you who are gearing up to start your own business seeking personal growth or looking for that spark to set your soul ablaze Let's talk about horses.
1: Let's talk about horses, Miss Kentucky.
0: I'm spending a lot more time thinking about and talking about horses than I have since I was a little kid. I liked horses growing up, but, and I had relatives that were in the horse business, mostly Tennessee walkers, but you know, in Kentucky, it's just a part of our culture. So I grew up around racetrack and horse barns and going to Keeneland, the racetrack in Kentucky in Lexington when I was a little kid. but I am a part of an organization called Equestrian Bridges that really focuses on equine therapy for special needs kids. Um, They also do regular riding lessons and other stuff, but for the first time in a long time, I got on a horse uh, the other day with Equestrian Bridges and was just reminded of like what an interesting sort of co-regulation experience it is to ride a horse it's this like massive beast that could absolutely kill you but doesn't you know
1: and you you mentioned to me about the breathing which i'm really into this whole breath work thing and it calming anxiety and were you the one that told me that the breathing makes a difference on a horse
0: totally so you know a horse can feel a fly on its back right a horse is very very sensitive so especially these horses are trained without bits so you are directing the horse with the way you're sitting and the horse senses your tension and anxiety and so for the horse to be calm you have to be calm and that's part of why they're great for therapy because it's this co-regulation of the horse calming the person and the person calming the horse and this sort of feedback uh, loop when was last time you were on a horse
1: oh years actually no costa rica spring break and it was so beautiful to see through a horse and i do want to do it again but tell me this do you feel like when you were on it you got therapy did you feel like you got centered you were centered
0: absolutely and it it's like mountain biking or flying or other things that i do being on a horse brings you into the moment you know i don't think i realize how much i'm like physically present, but elsewhere in my head. I'm thinking about something other than what's happening directly in front of me. And I think being on a horse and being attuned to the animal brings you into the present moment in a way that very few things do. It's like very sensory oriented, very tactile.
1: Oh, that's interesting. As someone who else else like you, who likes to think about my thinking, I need things like that in my life to keep me, to just like quit, get me out of my head.
0: Right. So if you follow, you know, Enneagram or any of the other sort of wisdom traditions around uh, balancing sort of thinking, feeling, doing, or, you know, head, heart, gut. um, For those of us who tend to get stuck in our heads, doing things that bring you into your body and your emotions and I would say the horse really does both those things um is a really valuable sort of counterbalance to your default very uh mentally oriented pathway
1: Kara I want to do horseback riding but it's not fun to go horseback riding on like a at Costa Rica where they tell you exactly where to go I just feel like it would be nice to wander
0: oh for sure and I think that you know there are barriers to entry to riding a horse you know it can be expensive and being having enough time to sort of really engage and all of those things it's not like the very most accessible uh, form of recreation but i think it's really valuable and one of the things that i love that equestrian bridges is doing is they're doing these like empowerment rides they have a group for women they have a group for veterans they have kids groups but that a lot of the work is taken out of it and you're really just showing up and riding the horse and they give you sort of patterned exercises to do on the horse that you know is not just the horse following the horse in front of it you actually are engaged in uh, a dance sort of with the horse and you have to be present and a part of it and yes you're directing the horse but the horse also gets to decide whether or not it wants to follow so i think it can also be really important for people who tend to kind of force their way through life to get used to this reciprocal sort of bi-directional relationship between the horse and the rider oh
1: that's so interesting You know, I just got back from Maine. But one of the things that kept coming over in my head that in my solitude was the things I want to control and how I have such I'm such a control freak in so many aspects. And I need things to like help me to relax and realize that like nothing really matters except the moment.
0: Well, and sitting in a position of asking rather than telling. Right. So you're asking the horse to do something and the horse has free will and can decide yes, it will or no, it won't. And these are incredibly well-trained horses. So it's not like you're in some sort of, you know, imminent danger. But, you know, if the horse doesn't feel like you're asking from a place that it feels comfortable with or you're too tense or whatever, you're not going to get the response you want. The horse will just stop and won't move or the horse will kind of dig in its heels or, you know, flop its head around or whatever. And like sort of surrendering to that relationship is not easy to do. And I think, I can't think of very many other experiences that really use those same pathways, you know, both from a nervous system standpoint and also just remembering to relax and breathe and You can't force your way through it. There's no way to force your way through it.
1: That, you said that, it's just like, I've been doing the cold plunge for the last, like, six months, and it feels like that's kind of what it does. Like, you're in fight or flight for, like, you know, 20 seconds, and you really think you're going to die. And then as soon as you realize the pranas are not going to eat you, and you're not going to die, it is like, okay, I can do this. And you're super focused. And then afterwards, it just, it's a weird feeling of, like, empowerment. And it makes no sense because I'd much rather ride a horse than go jump in something cold. But for three minutes, it does the trick.
0: Well, I think in both cases, you're pushing past the initial sort of uh, brainstem, monkey brain, fight or flight, fear-based reaction to a place of like, okay, well, right, the piranhas, the tigers, whatever, I'm not in danger, so how do I... You know work with this situation rather than fight against it
1: yeah we need to do we need to make a list of just things we should all try and we should try something you know you say this all you've said this before but sarah blakely and her husband have been doing this big movement right now and encouraging people to go do something super extreme once a year like do something extreme once a year to remind yourself that you can And have a goal and I really am going just talking about this is making me kind of excited about what I'm gonna do
0: well I don't even think it has to be extreme I think it just has to be novel so your brain loves novel experience things that you haven't done before I think as adults it's really easy to fall into patterns and habits and not try new things as a kid, you're always trying something new, right? You're always being introduced to new things and incorporating new things. As an adult, it's really easy to get complacent and get in a place where you haven't really challenged yourself or tried anything new in a very long time. That's true. And I think it's super important to keep trying new things.
1: I agree. We, well, you should go try something new today.
0: Go try something new, whatever it is.
1: I'm trying something new this weekend. What? I'm going my you know Harry went to Alaska Knowles and like came back and wants to backpack Chad wants to backpack George wants to backpack so I'm going backpacking we're gonna we're doing two nights this weekend at um Devil's Den
0: Like backpack camping you're mm-hmm. gonna take all your stuff in your backpack Harry. and pitch a tent and yeah. nice
1: I know I'm, a real, I'm I've got some anxiety about it and the fact of like I do not want anybody to carry my backpack I do not want to be... I want to go knowing I could do it if I was by myself. So that's my in my I'm in my head about it. So I'm really when I get back I'll be like I'm gonna do it all the time and I love it and I'm really excited. It's gonna be good weather. Arkansas is beautiful in October. And when I'm in, I don't want to go anywhere in October when I'm in Arkansas. I love it here. And so I think that's I'm gonna fall more in love with nature as always. Get centered.
0: Sounds great. I'm excited. Try something new like backpacking. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Kara and Amanda, your Soul Blazing Big Sisters, are just laying the foundation for all of the amazing things to come. If you want to stay up to date on new episodes, be notified of any discounts, or get a glimpse of what we are working on behind the scenes, go to soulblazers.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Until next time, Soul Blazers.